Welcome to Yoke Talk, a look behind the scenes at Yoke Youth Ministries. Yoke is transforming communities by mentoring middle school students, equipping young leaders, engaging local churches, and enriching local schools. And in each episode of Yoke Talk, we have a conversation with the people who are making that happen. Hello, Yoke family. Eli Smith here to welcome you to another episode of Yoke Talk. This month on the podcast, we are talking to some of our Yoke alumni, that is, people who have served with Yoke at some point in their lives and have remained a part of the Yoke community, even if they're not currently volunteering with us. Well, a few weeks back, we did a series on the podcast about Yoke's core values, and in the episode that focused on our core value of community, Jonathan and Stephanie spoke with Kim Cruz. Kim is one of those Yoke alumni. She was a Yoke kid, a Yoke folk, and she served as a missionary in the Philippines for many years. And in that conversation, Kim shared about how even during her years overseas, she stayed connected with her Yoke team, and a lot of those relationships have stayed strong even to this day. We thought that that conversation was so great that we decided to air it again as part of this new series on Yoke's alumni. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Jonathan and Stephanie with Kim Cruz. Hey, we're here in the Yoke Podcast Studios today with uh, two uh, VIPs, uh, two uh, two legends in the Yoke world. Uh, first, the first needs no introduction, but uh, I'll I'll introduce uh, Stephanie Inger. Stephanie is uh, our one of our area directors here at Yoke and has been involved in Yoke at every area from from yoke kid to yoke folk to now being on staff for a number of years so stephanie thanks for joining us today well thank you for having me and uh um, who else I'm you got here with us? to introduce uh the yoke family to my friend kim kim cruz um we kim and i met uh when we were in high school um through mission work actually we were doing missions um, and on some mission teams that we met through. And then um, my freshman year of college, um, I was invited to come and check Yoke out and consider being a Yoke folk. And when I showed up to the first um, kind of leadership meeting, uh, Kim was there. So um, we continued our friendship through our college years with Yoke. Um, Kim has been a Yoke kid. She's been a Yoke folk. And um, when she graduated from college, she um, committed her life to missions. So she's been serving um, in the Philippines and uh, just came back um, from there to uh, work um, here in the States now uh, with missions. But our friendship, I guess, has um, spanned for almost 30 years now. And when I was trying to think about how I actually met Kim, um, it's hard to think back about how we met because she's just kind of always been there and we've just kind of been friends, you know, throughout the years. So Kim, welcome to the Yoke podcast. Thank you, Stephanie and Jonathan for inviting me. I always love to be involved with Yoke any way that I can. So Kim, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and your experience with Yoke. I know it's been, uh, it's been a long time starting as a yoke kid, but uh, fill us in a little bit. Okay. Um, I was a yoke kid at Whittle Springs back in the late 80s. Wow, that ages us, doesn't it, Stephanie? 
So I started going my uh, very beginning of my sixth grade year and, and absolutely loved it. Yoke was the highlight of my week um, because it, it was fun. The leaders were, uh, it, was, it was a positive kind of fun. They were always encouraging. I loved going out with my Yoke folks um, on the various trips, whether it be to the mall, skating out to eat, over to their house, to church activities with them. Um, my family did not go to church. And so this was really where I heard the gospel and saw what a genuine Christian looked like. And after a couple of years in the program and lots of questions about the Lord, I realized that I wanted what they had. Mm. And so I gave my life to Christ in my eighth grade year. And it was just a huge transformation. Um, through that, I not only learned about the Lord and how to follow him, but really developed great, great friendships that have lasted for uh, over 30 years now. What yeah, that's uh, that's one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you today. We're, we're talking this week about the yoke uh, core value of community. So uh, I love uh, your story, and you've already touched on it just a little bit about how you experienced that as a kid, but then... Uh, um, how, how did that kind of community kind of carry through as, uh, as in your experience as a yoke folk? Uh, well, my team, I became a yoke folk during my end of my junior year at Fulton and continued to serve with yoke uh, through the rest of high school and all four years of college. I went to Carson Newman, but I did not live up there. I commuted so I could continue uh, working at Whittles at yoke. I, I wasn't going to give that up. I loved it being back at my old school and I think another thing that made our team unique was that four of us had been yoke kids. And so we came up through the program wow. and, uh, and several of us lived within walking distance of each other. And so that community, well, first of all, the community that was developed um, as a yoke kid, I've still, I'm still in touch with uh, my yoke folk, the one that led me to the Lord. Her name was Jane, is, her name is Jane. And we, she's still today one of my very best friends. She's visited me in the Philippines twice. Uh, three of her kids have been our summer missionaries over there and spent summers with us and lived with us. Uh, John and Helen are still today two of my closest friends and mentors, and I still see them on a regular basis. Uh, Jane and so, I get together. John and Helen Coatney, the founders of Yook. Yes. Um, so they, they have retired now, but uh, I still see them about once a month. And um, Jane was in my wedding and then I was, well, I was in hers first as an eighth grader. And then she was in my wedding. Um, Stephanie and I, of course, also have, Stephanie wasn't actually on my team, but we kind of adopted her, even though she was from a different County. Uh, we adopted her and, um, or she adopted us. I'm not sure which way that goes. And then as a team, um, you know, we talk about community, the verse that you shared about <laughs> We loved you so much that we shared not only the gospel, but our lives as well. And I really saw that in our yoke team uh, with the kids, the way we, we spent so much time with the kids, uh, kid time there, that was never lacking in our team. We always spent 10 to 15 hours a week uh, doing stuff with our kids. And many of us have kept in touch with those yoke kids over the years that are now grown and have their own children. And some of their own kids are in yoke. I was just going to say that's one thing that I think is kind of cool when you all get together, Kim, um, and we have those cookouts or whatever, is you all sit there and update each other on the kids 
that you used to minister to and how they're doing and what's changed in their life. And, and y'all are talking about those kids from way back when. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So those relationships that really last um, and our relationships with each other as well. Every time for 20, almost 23 years, every time I came home from the Philippines, whether it was a month or four months, we always got together. And pretty much we were all there. I mean, it was a, it was a priority for all of us. Um, we've been there for each other through weddings, funerals, children. Um, funerals, I mean, as, as parents and grandparents have passed away. And um, I remember one time we had a huge disaster in the Philippines. And my yoke team got together this enormous box of survival protein bars and, uh, and granola bars and hand wipes so that we could go on the disaster relief and have our own food. They sent such a huge box that it fed my entire team for two weeks of disaster relief um, after a big hurricane hit the Philippines. Uh, we get together for, you know, UT games. I mean, but it, it's so much more than just hanging out and having fun. We, we pray together. We're, we're all kind of each other's go-to person. Um, to celebrate when we have good news, we get on and, you know, tell our, our, our yoke family is kind of the nickname we have for ourselves, friends who become family, family. And um, we're the go-tos for when we celebrate and we're the go-tos when there's a tragedy um, or we're just hurting or, or just need somebody to talk to. And so that is, you know, we have, we have transparency with each other. We have accountability with each other. Um, right now we've been kind of on, uh, Facebook Messenger just today, planning uh, an outdoor time to have a Bible study and worship service together um, outside with social distancing, uh, probably here in my backyard. Um, I'm not sure where we're going to do it, but but just that closeness. Um, and it's really through serving together. I think when you serve together, you get to know each other so much more than just playing and hanging out and having fun, which we did plenty of that, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've so had we, lots, you know we get together and we laugh so hard about funny memories of of snowball fights and you know food fights and um just things that were kind of spontaneous aside from the planned yoke clubs yeah. but just spontaneous things that happened when we're spending time together yes we we talk about at yoke we have a saying that uh once a yoke folk always a yoke folk and uh so you guys have really taken that to heart you're you're talking about what is it maybe six to eight people that serve together at Whittle Springs is that right I think she's, she's counting on her fingers eight or nine, <laughs> eight or nine. <laughs> and you guys serve there together for several years uh, but that was, like you said, late 80s, early 90s. And uh, since then, you've all gotten families and kind of established your lives. And, and you even went to uh, the other side of the world. And, and all through those years, you guys have maintained that relationship. And I just think that's such an incredible story. Yes, that's right. We've kept that very close friendship. And another, another unique, um, our team leader, Rick, he and his wife adopted two children from the Philippines. Mm. And so they came over and stayed with me during the adoption process. Um, cool. And then I got to go with them to the orphanage. We actually flew together to another island so that I could be the photographer as they met their son for the first time. Yeah. And he's now in his 20s. Mm. But at that time, he was one. 
And she's being modest, but I will add that um, one of those Filipino babies is actually named after Kim. They call her Kimmy. And she's this beautiful Filipino college age girl now. And, um, Hmm. and she's actually named after Kim. And you guys, I I just thought it was so special. This may be difficult for you to talk about, but uh, Rick passed away recently and uh, it was just so sweet uh, for me as an outsider, not being a part of, of that community to watch how you guys even came around in that time of, of uh, tragedy and, and loss and supported one another and encouraged one another through that. Is there anything you want to say about that? That was definitely the, the hardest thing we've been through together. Um, Rick was just an amazing man and dearly, dearly loved. Lots of fun, um, completely selfish, godly to the very last day. And we did. Um, we all were with him during the, through the whole cancer journey. We were at the hospital with him several times. Um, and in his house, those last few weeks of hospice, and even the, the very last day as he was transitioning to heaven, several of us were there and sitting on the bed with him, mm. right there with his kids. That's really special. I'll, I'll jump in here a little bit. because It is kind of hard for Kim to talk about, but one of the things that I got to witness that I thought was so sweet, one of Rick's requests and something that was very important to him is he did not want to die alone. Um, He didn't want to be by himself when he went on to be with Jesus. And so um, they created a sign-up sheet and many of those team members um, took times and even their spouses, like Kim's husband, Jeff, went and sat with Rick you know, when nobody else could. So their spouses and that team um, signed up for times to go and sit with him and be with him when, you know, maybe some of his family couldn't be. And um, so they really were with him up until, you know, the very end and have continued since he passed um, to, to tell his kids what an amazing person he was to tell his kids stories about him that they might not have known about his interaction with the kids at Yoke or his the silly games and the silly, um, you know, skits he used to do. They have really uh, loved his kids and, um, and his family well. That's cool. And you talked about the, um, just the special bond that comes uh, from serving together. Uh, and so, you know, obviously there's some special relationships there with your yoke team, but you also mentioned that you still are in contact with a lot of the kids that you built relationships with. Uh, can you tell us something about that? Okay. Um, actually, the others on the team are probably more in touch with with more of their kids. I've kept in touch. Uh, that makes sense. With, <laughs> with a few of them, uh, three specifically um, four, sorry, four I've kept in touch with. But when I left Yoke in 95 to go overseas, there was no email yet. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was about six weeks between when you wrote a letter and when you got a reply. And so um, I kept in touch with some of them that way. But eventually, you know, the writing dropped off as they got into high school and stuff. Um, And so years later, through Facebook, uh, like one day I got a message from 
from a young lady named Keely um, that I hadn't seen since eighth grade. And she was, you know, it was 15, 20 years later and she found me and reconnected and just um, was talking about, I didn't, I didn't realize, I guess, um, sometimes you don't realize the impact that you have, but it's nice when someone verbalizes. it. It's very encouraging. Um, you know, the, the Bible says that your labor for the Lord is not in vain. Mm. And sometimes we, we don't realize that. Um, but I've gotten to meet her and her uh, husband and children. And, and then one night I was speaking, we were speaking at a mission conference in Coryton, um, a, a town not too far from here. And a young lady came up to me afterwards and said, do you remember me? And I was, <laughs> Don't you name? love that? Um, but she was very involved there at that church. And, um, and then another night speaking at a conference at Calvary, the same thing happened. A former Yoke kid came up. And so there's just been really sweet reconnections. Um, I've loved Facebook because when you live on the other side of the world, that's, that's the way you can communicate and see each other and catch up. Um, but some of the other members on the team have even had Yoke kids um, that are now Yoke folks. And, and some of their own kids going through yoga. Oh, that, that's the best thing about yoga. Is the, yeah, yoga kids make great yoga leaders because yeah. they, know, they know the program inside and out and they know the benefit personally. <laughs> well, when I came to yoga uh, almost five years ago, I, I didn't know much about the organization. And so I kind of had in my mind a perception of what this ministry would look like, but this aspect of community is probably the thing that surprised me the most. And uh, so we, we tell our, our yoke folk when we're recruiting, and I know Stephanie does this too, uh, we're not just recruiting you to, to plug in and do a club, you know, once a week. Uh, we're, we're, we're recruiting you to a community. And, and uh, oftentimes, as you've described, uh, lifelong friendships developed uh, and and uh, those relationships last through the years. And uh, as I said at the beginning, I don't think anybody uh, exemplifies that better than than you guys and your team there at Whittle Springs, Kim. So we're just so happy to have you as part of the Yoke family. And uh, we thank you for your ministry. We thank you for joining us today and, and sharing that story. Thank you, Jonathan. And I just, you know, thank you to all of you Yoke folks through the years and those that are currently in yoke or thinking about it because you really are investing in in the lives of uh, of the kids you're investing in the lives of their families i mean my parents have become believers uh since this too you're mm -hmm. investing in in relationships that will impact eternity it's definitely a worthy investment to learn more about yoke visit yokeyouth.com Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes so you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram at Yoke Youth.